Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. Mikey Dread. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out. Tonight we are joined by everyone's favourite Curry Kitten. Hello. Somehow he's found the mute button. Tony. Yo, bonjour. Also known as my darling wife. And shiny video stuff, Velric Stephen. Hello, how are you doing? The third. (laughs) The commander of the Katzik. How is everyone? Well, as I was saying, I just uh, narrowly dodged some cat-sick mopping up duties, which uh, delayed us. Not that we needed any help being delayed, but yeah. These last two days have actually been, I think, good. Cold, but there's no wind, there's no rain, so good days, I think. Flyable days. uh... I saw your Instagram upload, Curry. Uh, you, uh, your floodplains. <laughs> you should see me walking through those, looking for a dry spot. I, you mean I'm, you I'm can wearing... walk, not swim? Just about. It's like uh, anywhere. You could land anywhere in that field and everything would explode unless you landed uh-huh. on the actual mat you put down there. It was, yeah, it was pretty out, wet. But it ain't dried off. Yeah, it's going to take about six months for that to dry. Jesus, it's just like, it's a lake. It sucks, and that, isn't it? The worst part was the entrance, because it's got so wet, the cows have been removed from the field, but they floated they've off. gone through the gate, and he's put the tractor through it. That is just completely full of tractor tyres, which is filled in with, like, water and, and cow, cow So you've got, like, mm. where are you going to walk? In, in the dirty cow poo water or just the actual cow poo? Evening, Squeakies, just join the chat. Hello, everyone in the chat. Yes, it is nice flying weather, like no wind and nice... Crystal clear. Warm after about 10, I'd say, 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, my only problem was, I don't know about you guys, if you're flying in that weather, it's there's no wind chill or anything, but I find my my thumbs become just a little bit numb. You know, mm. like you're not quite feeling the sticks right and everything's a little bit more clumsy. You haven't got that fine control. I, I hang around flying so much, I, I lost the ability to pinch. I, my thumb got completely numb and I couldn't undo the Velcro on the battery strap because I couldn't pinch anymore. The little muscle like on the palm of my hand just stopped working. I could move my hands and my fingers, but my thumbs were just useless. So I had to take the battery strap off with my teeth. <laughs> That's hardcore. Battery... <laughs> <laughs> and how did you get the new one in? That's the question. <laughs> that was the, that was when it was time to go home. That was nature's way of saying get out of it. Oh, I did, however, get some thermal gloves, which I'm looking forward to trying out when it's not underwater. Because we are underwater here. Did you, here did as you well. buy the the astronomer gloves that Frank was uh, on about? Not those. Uh, it was it was Santa who who found some, and they uh, Santa found some with foldable fingers so they like fold back they're like little flaps that fold off the top of the finger and thumb and they've got yeah. magnets so you fold them back and they go tink and stay there until you need them and you cool. oh those sound cool yeah i would yeah. ask for a link but i expect a santa boy you haven't got a clue where they came from elves i'm i'm gonna go for elves all right <laughs> available at all good elf shops near you yeah <laughs> Nice. That is pretty. Have you been? What have you been up to, Jack? What have I been up to? Um, I have been. I've been doing. Uh, you know, Cole Anderson in the chat. I've been doing quite a bit of um, sort of housekeeping with uh, with Cole, 
Um, <clears throat> so we've been trying to, you know, see about getting guests on and stuff. And we're a bit, you know, we're a bit sort of lost without Frank, unfortunately. Um, so I hope if, if Frank does tune in, I hope you listen to this. Well, I really, really miss Frank. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. So badly. Um, the voice of reason. Yeah, I've I've cleared uh, my desk. The beginning, like last week, I was doing a bit of like PCV repair and I brought a couple of old flight controllers back from the dead and... Um, killed, just, killed some more by filling in the uh, the chips with some. Yeah, no. Um, I've, 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 yeah, I switch, switch some. It's the gyros that um, that uh, that die from the ultrasonic cleaner, and I've I've bought a new ultrasonic cleaner for flux remover. Um, so I've been, you know, I've, I've been making up lovely solutions of of flux cleaner and just basically practicing smd work i got the kiss ultra into my main rig i was gonna say uh, have you flown that yet yeah with um uh with individual um escs which are a bit weird because you know when's the last time anyone's put any individual escs on so that was a bit weird um, I haven't flown it. I've, I've hovered it in here, so I've oh, had a, a I've had a little on the full success, or, or are you cautious and just use a three S for the hover test inside? No four S. So all my all my rigs are four S. I haven't. I just haven't. All mine are as well. Yeah, I do indoor hover tests, but I always like get a two S or a three S for the indoor hover test, just yeah. so I don't okay. fucking fat finger it and take a chunk <laughs> yeah. out of something. Yeah, I know the old, the old, uh, the old TV's been, um, you know, been hit a couple of well times. in the fr- the firing line, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, get yeah, a um, on that sucker. Yeah, uh, Clive did send me a copy of Moonwalker for the Sega Master System Two. Um, well, the the Master System. I suppose you play on Master System One or whatever. Oh god, uh, yeah, that's game. Oh, sorry, where are you going with this Moonwalker? Yeah, we'll come friends. back round to flying at some point. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can can I easily let it stray by one comment? related topics. <laughs> yeah, well, Clive, Clive mentioned it in the chat. So, and uh, oh yes, I missed that one. Yeah, I've, I've. Um, you know, I've modded the master system, so that's what I've done today. So that's. You know, what do you mod it to do? Uh, RGB out, because the master ah, system yeah. only does RF, which, you know, we. we yeah. Uh, what about 60 hertz? Did you not do that as well? What about what HDMI? You, that means what about your 4K master system? 4K master system. <laughs> <laughs> the pixels are about six inch wide now. I know. I think it's eight bit, isn't it? Is it eight bit? It's an eight bit. Yeah, sixteen is Mega Drive. It was all a bit fuzzy in that era. People would like say we're thirty two bit, and there'd be like one thirty two bit component on an eight bit system. It's all a bit yeah, fuzzy. Yeah. So, as far as I know, Frank's all right. I mean, when I phoned him, um, he was. Uh, I win. You, you seem to be the trigger for Frank, because when I said, how's Frank? You said, I don't know. I phoned him up and he got angry with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he did. if Jack could stop phoning Frank up, then Frank might maybe, be happy. Yeah, maybe just let him have his break, eh? Yeah. yeah. Pest, let him, let him kick really. back, put his feet up. If he's all right. I should with his laser him. cutter. Oh, just some fire stuff with his laser cutter, okay. having a great time. No, I think you annoy him more, even more. I think the combination of you and me, <laughs> of the kryptonite to rank, I don't know. He he was playing around some RF stuff um, for uh, tracking planes, so he's been doing that. I'll lure him back. I will fit the FPV combat system to a plane once I learn how to fly a plane. Properly. 
Well, yeah. You can fly, but just... Just not very good. I mean, I suppose it wouldn't be too bad because like, with the FPV combat system, it is, uh, it is FPV. So that should be fairly good. Well, they have turrets as well. You could work on a turret, right? Yeah. What like what from the ground? I thought shooting. I thought they had some ground stuff as well for that. One of the that. FPV systems did. It had some sort of like ground-based defenses you could either shoot at or could shoot at you. I can't remember which way it was. I would like that system. See, we could have one attached to Tony. Could have his airsoft gun, but with the infrared thing, and then we'll have an infrared receiver on him. But like wire it up to some sort of electrodes. Hmm. So if if we get to shoot him. Then he gets shocked, and also we've got the opportunity of kamikaze dives onto Tony as I well. Which pilot targets make sense. Like while you've got the goggles on, people like should be able to like shoot, shoot you with the infrared. And then if you know if you're able to jump sideways while you've got the goggles on, fair play, you can dodge it. If, if you can just move around and function normally with goggles on, you're doing really yeah. well. Yeah, it'll be great. There'll be at least two people on the floor just rolling around in mud at the end. Fantastic. Like, I, I can't let go of my controller because I'll crash, so I'm just going to lie here on the ground in a puddle. Sounds Can't like we a just plan. add <clears throat> airsoft guns to the planes and shoot Tony with... Well, you'd have to have quite a big plane. BBs. They're quite big. Airsoft people put like, those fireworks, fireworks. on uh, quads and stuff where they just fire out lots Bingo. of rockets. Those would be good fun. Bingo. Yeah. It would be like Roman Tony tangles. would have to be the target though, because he keeps saying he's the fittest and he's probably the only one amongst us that could run. So fair enough, Tony. You've you've just volunteered yourself as I'm target to hit. That. I'm fine with that. <clears throat> uh, the oh, CIA yeah. arm definitely with explosives and fireworks. Right, so we off. shouldn't invite the CIA to play. That's yeah. given. Kill the rest of us can have a great great laugh. Yeah. Does anyone actually know anything about the rules? Because, like, I've heard that we can't fly because of the um, no, the tiers, you know, the the rating system, you know, uh, C one. What C2. this field's been rated eighteen? Sorry. What? What exactly? What? Stop, what is stopping you flying? Explain something that. I can't which believe you said the C word. This is going to be taken down there. Man, but the as far as I remember, that A two open thing, whatever it is, you can fly around parks, anything up to two kilos, and you you've got to be thirty meters or more away from people, but you yeah. can be fifteen meters during takeoff. That was that was the shtick, I think. So mm. yeah, you can fly. I think you're well, it's the classification, 16, right? isn't it, or something? Because we we now fall into legacy. Yeah, we're under Article my, sixteen. My suggestion. Um, put the disclaimer up is that we ignore all that and carry on as before given the fact we've had zero deaths and i think we can carry on like that yeah i was having a the discussion actually about killed fixed swing. fixed swing they hit exactly hit children a couple of times with fixed swings and killed them zero quad i was talking my brother-in-law yeah. about the rules because it's his field and he owns it and he says so if something flies over my field i own it He's like, oh, I don't like. No, the CIA owns it. Where he says, I'm shooting it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the rules feel, about what you're allowed to shoot as well. and what you're not allowed to shoot are a little bit more specific than what you can fly over and can't fly over. And it definitely says you can't just go taking pot shots of crap. You're not even really allowed to shoot like wildlife unless you've got Far- farmers have this really, really good clause, which is like, you're worrying my cattle. <laughs> I'm shooting you. Uh, any opinions given by us a personal or may not reflect the views of others and definitely it's not the law. But who cares? They drink in too much of their agricultural fuel. Goes to their noggins. I have um, seen and know of a guy who's put a handgun, a BB gun, airsoft handgun on a quad and flown it around. Are we friends with these people? No. Why not? They Why sound not? In fact, we've never even heard of them. We don't know them at all. We can be. I think it's Nico on YouTube. So I'm Clive sure. is saying Article 16 gives you up to three and a half kilos of high-speed death to play within the park. Well, that's, so be fine. That's, um, that's X-Class territory. <laughs> yeah, flying X-Class. But you can't, you've got to be at least 15 metres away from the public when you take off with your X-Class around the park tone. Remember that. That's, that's all right. And then you can fly around at a height of 30 metres. 
As long as you've got your spotter. Trouble is, like, one or two of those meters are taken up by the actual glass itself. Wow, well, <laughs> yeah. Where do you measure it from? The edge or the prop, center of the prop or the whole thing? Well, X-Class is quite friendly, isn't it? Because it's quite a low noise. It's not like a shrill five-inch. It's just more of a wumpa, 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 wumpa. Like That's a it. Huey and they, and they can't say they can't see it coming. <laughs> I mean, look at the size of it. That noise. I like that noise. Can you do a... Can, can you wumpa, record wumpa, that, wumpa, please? Wumpa, wumpa, wumpa. <laughs> wumpa mating call. That's a bit, a bit like a drunk <laughs> Pac-Man. Show us what you got in your hand, Stephen. So I've been trying not to hit this and knock my drink over, so I might as well show it to people. I've been building my knockoff catalyst machine work, not a catalyst machine work. This is the Talist machine from Banggood, uh, Banggood and not a Banggood, because I'm a cheapo and I got annoyed with their shipping. And I've been building it out. I've got an air unit on there. I've got an H7. I've got one of those Foxier Mini 65-amp 8S ESCs, and it's all on there. And, and uh, the motors do spin in the correct direction, but I'm because it's got quite a lot of costly components on there, I'm kind of bricking myself about actually maidening it and ending up in a puddle. So I haven't flown it yet. I've got a GPS in there as well, Matek M8 GPS. Well, it'd be like, nice to know how Matek quickly Rx. that gets satellites, because mine, even though I upgraded mine, you still have to leave it on the floor for well, a couple yeah. of minutes. I usually find that if I fly two packs on the five inch, then the second pack I've got GPS, and that's just kind of what I do. Like fly a pack mm -hmm. without GPS, and then when I need the GPS, it's there. The second pack. I find I get more satellites quickly by flying. Now, one could argue yeah. that well, you would, closer you? to the satellites, but it seems to not like being on the ground. I don't know if there's some sort of grounding, whatever. But well, um, that's, that's yeah, it's definitely closer happening. to the. The, the the liquid iron core or whatever it is, even though Tony thinks <laughs> not in a meaningful <laughs> way. I think it's, it's a just, <laughs> what was it? Membrane. If you, if you fly around, <laughs> around your head the membrane, head you'll get, hit it. Yeah, fly around your head. Don't get lost, but punch it up to you know what, so twenty meters or turn something. Turn it on, take off, fly fly around yourself until you get yeah. satellites. Well, it's more fun than sitting there watching it, isn't it? Well, I know because I sit there and have to, you know, on twenty-five milliwatt. Otherwise, it gets quite hot if you have it on a mm. different kind of milliwatt. <clears throat> there was that something thing that's that good about that. out Not where you could power it up early. You could just power yeah. it up, but some people as well just say, "Well, I just plug in the USB," and if your if your flight controller powers the GPS that way via 5 volts that's another way of doing it you just take like a little power pack along what that guy's got it's actually got a user mode switch for the 8 volt reg so you can have it on a toggle switch and I can toggle off my air unit while I'm on the ground of course I haven't set it up yet because there's no way I want to accidentally switch the air unit off while I'm flying that would be world's worst idea but you, you can if you were doing INAV or something that afforded you an oh shit, I've hit the wrong button switch that could just like lock it in place or something well, so you've got to, so you've basically got to do your maiden test and then test your return to home and oh, well, stop calling it return to home. It's crash to home. Return to crash. Yeah. Rescue mode. Yeah. Rescue mode. It's more like pilot assault mode, isn't it? It just flies at you and it's up to you to recover it before it does injury to you or others. Um, I wasn't going to. Most of them I use just as a speedo. I don't really. It's nice in case I screw up and I ditch it somewhere, not, but I wouldn't trust the return to home. Nah. And you'd have to set. So I fly in a park with like massive oak trees. I'd have to guess at how tall they were and then like. It'd probably end up stuck in an oak tree. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> probably in an oak tree. It's good to have on a long distance, though. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think so. Definitely. I am. Um... Uh, earlier on in the week, I uh, dropped my transmitter on the floor and uh, broke more switches off it. So that was a. <laughs> They're always breaking off the trellis. Twenty, they? yeah, like twenty quid. They're special bloody switches. The the onto the black like plastic backs on them that are smaller. You can't use the ordinary like red ones. So that was another twenty. There's going to be a point order. where you've spent enough on switches that you might as well have just bought a TX16S and called it. Yeah, good. I might as well have just like replaced them all with like 
You know how many switches you get in a new a new radio master? Get a full set, Jack. Full set of switches. Looking at it that way. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm, I've Are you ready to change, Jack? Though, are you ready to hold something different in your hands? <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I've flown my tra- with the Tyrannus, my same one for six, seven years now, and I, if, if you gave me something else to fly with, I'd be like, oh, this feels weird. I don't think I'd like it. I think I've flown a different radio every day now. I can't remember what a Tyrannus feels like. Mm. What what was that, Carrie? You fly different controllers all the time? I tend to fly so many different radios. It's quite handy that um, uh, Express LRS has has allowed me to sort of fly anything to anything because then I just take out, like, oh, here's a new radio they want me to test, but I just put this module in, use my bind phrase, and I'm flying this other one instead. Off, which is different at the, at the moment I'm really liking the um, lost it now the TBS not Tango what's the other one Mambo Mambo that's quite that's quite a nice feel mm. in the hand quite different it's quite nice putting it in the bag because it's got no antenna of itself and thus what do you reckon you, of the switches because those are push-in switches aren't they they're not the toggle switches that's right they're, they're a little bit weird mm. to start with but it kind of makes sense on the arm and disarm because mm. a couple of times on other radios, because I have I, I, I put myself into air mode <clears throat> on the mm. switch that's next to my arm and take it out, and a couple of times I've flipped the wrong switch and just gone thud, and it's dropped out. And at least with those switches, you know, mm. oh, that's not that's not a normal switch. That's, I've caught a that's switch. That's my arm switch. Taking it off or putting it down, and I've caught it on a twig or something and armed it. Yeah, and uh. it's gone off. Well, I did that when I was LDO. No, that's why I. I did the two-stage arming because I got up out of a chair and knocked it on my knee or something and just yeah. fucking armed the quad. Yeah, oh, easily be done. But yeah, I suppose a push-in button, wouldn't, you wouldn't have that problem, would you? If, if I could <clears throat> get like a, just an ordinary like shell that without any holes in it for switches, I, I would be so tempted to just replace them all with rocker switches. So tell me again why you don't have a 3D printer. I do. He does. Well, that's the answer to your previous question. What, fill in the holes in my 3D printer? Just, like, print your own shell. Oh, I can't print my own shell. Oh, well, that it's does sound big enough, awful, to be fair. What do you mean? Sounds, there's there's I mean, literally designs up there. Like, if you follow the Express LRS channel, there's people who've taken, like, a tea light and put it in their own kind of Tango 2 style case and stuff. All sorts of business. No way. And Wait. Caroline, I a neck strap wouldn't have saved me. I put, I literally put it on some washing on top of my um, as you do reflow oven, and it literally fell no more than I don't know thirty centimeters and just so smashed all the switches. In off. Jack's house, there's a weird pile of washing on top on of a reflow oven. oven. That's why I keep my washing. That, is a Tyrannus <laughs> and somehow like that who knew <laughs> I imagine the stack something like this there's a reflow oven with washing on top and underneath the reflow oven is a fire extinguisher keeping the reflow oven from falling to one side <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah not far that's off it. that's it no 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 the, the good old reflow oven it wouldn't have saved me I just I might as well just keep the Tyrannus in 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 a bag might as well just keep it at head height on a rope so you can hit it in the face the whole time. <laughs> I, I've smashed one switch and I've got, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit rough with them, but yeah, you've smashed a lot of switches. I don't know how you do that. I've not broken one switch ever. I broke I one taken out of the bag. I don't keep, you know, balancing them precariously around the house. I like but, doing that. It's like, you know, that guy that, that like the Zen rock. Like we mm. you pile up the rocks. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking of, man. That's, yeah. that's what I do. You know, until you I need to get more radios. You only got one radio. Maybe that's where you're going wrong. I, you're not I, zen like no, enough. I've got three. Really? Got, Have you tried stacking them on top of each other? <laughs> Next week, I broke the switches on all three of my radios. I want to see, I want to see a picture of them in a stream. 
they will just fall into the stream like even <laughs> before i like balance them they'll just go in um I've been fanning around with this ancient radio oh my, on my god flash so much firmware to this uh, this week it's untrue like i've had that little dfu mode flasher open all the time it's got and more I've, power I, in there now than they had to launch the space <laughs> shuttle in the ship. Well, thing. that module probably has more power than they used to launch the space shuttle. It's one of those, uh, let's fire it up. It's one of the beta FPV ones with a little OLED on there as well. Are you, are, are, have they now integrated it so that the OLED works itself? Yeah, That's yeah. They, in, in they actually handed it to the people who aren't professionals and they wrote proper code that isn't screwed. So... Yeah, now now it doesn't just fail safe when you press the button, which it was doing before. That's that's because it currently does nothing at all when you press the button. That was the workaround. The button doesn't. Do yeah, anything. so if it's armed, it doesn't do anything. But if you disarm, it doesn't do anything otherwise menu. either. It does. I'm using master. I should say I'm not using the two hundred one. Oh, so this okay. Is on ma so master branch. Yeah, and then the master yeah, so branch, the five way joystick works. You've got the four directions and a clicky in the middle. So and is it, the master branch the essentially two point one? Yeah, it's what's going to be 2.1. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, in the release code, it doesn't do anything. It's just a nice right. little thing you can twiddle with if you're bored. Too short to run a special like release. Yeah, I should put a game of Snake on there. Anyway, I've, I've just, got this, and, and it wouldn't print on, on you know the Crossfire device page when it tells you like, oh, there's your TX and there's your RX and there's Beta Flight or whatever. Well, it wasn't showing me the TX unless I went into the code and changed the name and made it shorter, and then it would work. I'm like, what the hell? And I went on a forum, people were like, oh, it works. I've, I've written a fix. It totally works. And I put their fix on, and I'm like, it still doesn't work. And now I found out, actually, if you put it on 500 hertz mode, the stick movements are so frequent, they actually go in the middle of the field that updates those names in the device page. So your radio has to like be able to pause the transfer of the name of your device, take a stick movement, and then pick up the rest of it. And apparently OPTX does that, but Deviation TX just goes, you what, and stops and doesn't render it. I didn't understand a word of that. I need a whiteboard and some pictures. I'll bring a lab coat and some Sharpies next time and a little chart. We can, we can go through it. No Is it you talking about the refresh rate? Yeah, so like you've menu. got menu data going through the connection from the module to the radio, and you've also got stick movements. And normally mm. you fire a menu field through, and it's just like blip done. But that only works up to like 14 characters. If you've got more than 14 characters at 500 hertz, that time taken to send the menu field is actually longer than the gap between two stick movements. So it has to send a bit of the menu field, a stick movement, and then the rest of the menu field. And mm. because of that, it just screws up the transfer on, on Deviation TX. But OpenTX is able to like listen for the menu field, take the stick movement, pause slightly, and then take the rest of the menu field. Uh -huh. Magic. Fair enough. Blast off. Whatever you do, do not do that because the switches are hollow to a certain point. Um, he said, I'm thinking of cutting off my switches. It's a radio master. They're very sharp. I snapped mine. Yeah, and they've got like a little hollow bit in the middle with a spring, and that's how it keeps tension. Mm. To, yeah, the spring yeah. will fly out. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just buy shorter switches. You can buy the two position, like click in, click out ones as well, but someone told me they don't last very long. Really? Yeah. Because I was going to replace latching. mine after I snapped them off. Latching ones, exactly. Yeah, two position latching, or three position latching, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Shady, Shady's now proclaiming I'm an idiot. I could actually see that going straight over Jack's head. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Enough talking about timing and sticks and code. Who's crashed into a tree?
Maybe not maybe we could talk while. about. Um, I saw an interesting video, and I I wanted to talk about it in terms of um, what we use to determine if we're about to run out of battery and crash. Can I quickly share a bit uh, with mm. you? Which looks like uh, Chrome tab. Frank, when your punch outs are no longer exciting. It's just. Uh, this is Frank message you in the uh, chat, by the ah, way, yeah. with the laser cutter. So this is by a guy called I can't remember his name now because I've just maximised it, but he's flying long distance in Canada and he's going up through these glaciers, and it's really interesting to watch. Uh, right. He's on so fifteen hundred million hours. Um, it's a giveaway that he hasn't got the GoPro 54? footage here. Yes, he doesn't get the quad yeah. back. But yeah, what he's doing, basically 10 to he's 20. only looking at the um, the milliamp hours used because he's like, oh, I know how many milliamp hours I've got. Um, and they don't realise it for ages. And then he's like, look at his battery voltage. He's like, oh, I'm not going to make this home. He's got his spotter actually calling out some of this data and they both missed it because he's like, oh, I know I've got 5,000 milliamp hour battery or whatever and I've looked at my milliamp hours I've gone through and it's fine. He made an adjustment to his um, current meter, and that basically completely screwed it up. And so he was getting false data. It was m- reading much lower. So, what than do people been. like repeatedly tell you when you go onto beta flight forums and ask about, like, oh, I've got a 300 milliamp hour battery in my little whoop. Can I fly it until blah, blah, blah? They always say, like, ignore the current meter because it's easy to misconfigure it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, look, look at that. He's. he's Two, two, two volts, volts per cell. cell. The fact he got this far is mm. is amazing. But I'm just like, yeah, why is still... he flying over the tall trees and not just putting it down by the side of a river and hiking? Up I would and put it somewhere that I could see. Oh, yeah, he like, was trying to get now, towards a road to put it down, and I reckon he came down maybe 200 meters short of a road. But what happened is the the it was so dense and its cliffs. And it's full of, you know, uh, ice cold water, Ravine. and I imagine bears attempting to eat you. So, bye bye GoPro, look, bye bye. He just couldn't bye-bye. get it, so he didn't. He didn't get his GoPro back. He's, uh, he, I mean, he's quite experienced in long range. He's done yeah, a lot of I've flights. Seen, I've seen this guy, um, doing Falcon this Rad bat- FPV. Yeah, I see him doing that in the winter. He flew, yeah, yeah. he flew that route in the winter. But for me, I'd have a timer for a start. Yeah, I'd just and that's, trust that's the what... voltage more than the yeah. voltage I'd be looking at in time. It's not like he's freestyling, is it? He's not going to get like massive sag. He's just no. flying very slowly and gradually. And okay, he's going up a mountain, but he's not going up the mountain at like 100% throttle, is he? It's just sort of slowly. <laughs> but yeah, it was more interesting to me about what he used because I'm like you. I use uh, voltage. I, I don't use a Purcell voltage. I always look at my main voltage. But in any in any model, I know. You know, this can go for five minutes or ten minutes on this yeah. sort of throttle I'm using, and I always use that as my guide. I was just so interested. I mean, he said he was slightly put off because he's trying to record live commentary. Um, I'd recommend anybody watch the video; it's quite interesting. I'll, I'll shove a, a link in the uh, the chat. It looks like some people have actually seen it anyway. Um, but but yeah, you guys are the same. It sounds like voltage timer. Um, You'd have an alarm on your your radio. Yeah, <laughs> into a tree. The wind glided back down. Into a tree. <laughs> and I know that if it's um, you know, different weather, not to push it. If it's colder, don't go as far. Yeah, yeah. Don't, if it's cold, you know, the battery's not going to your light on your arm. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you might knock a minute off your flight time. So if I've got a ten minute battery and I can go out five minutes, come back five minutes. People were talking about lipo warmers. Apparently, this is a starting to be more of a trend now. Get your your lipo bag and just chuck some sort of electric heater in there, and some of the bags, the fancy ones, come in with their own heating elements built in. Yeah, I was um, about to put one under my arm, my little mini two. I've I've tried to take off and check some gutter cleaning the other day, and it was like too cold to take off. And I was like, for God's sake, because it had been sitting in my van. So I literally stuck it under my arm for a couple of minutes and put it in and it worked. But it's definitely a thing. Mm. And then, of course, yeah. you've got weather and, you know, you've got all you've got all kinds of things. Wind, you know, make sure you're yeah. flying into the wind. and Yeah, that's that's a common one. I mean, I haven't got an example of it, but I've I've seen a whole bunch of people 
that are flying along saying, hey, I'm going really fast. This is going really well. I can't believe yeah. how much more efficient my quad is. Of course, they turn around and they're like, oh, that's weird. It's and not they're struggling. Like, and they're oh, the wind's, like... <laughs> the wind's going with me on the way out. That's mm. weird. It's like, come on. Especially with a wing, that really gets you, huh? Yeah, always, always go into the wind on the way out. It's a bit of a pain if that's not the way you want to go, but if you oh. go... If you go with the wind, you're you're going to be doing. Do you see? I mean, Wes's video, who was doing the long range testing, that was sad. Oh, I haven't seen the latest one. I've seen he some had, of his stuff. He had this plane called a Believer, which is some giant mapping plane, and he'd been building this thing for like six or seven months. It's just an an epic, like two meter wingspan, dual engine thing, and of course, like he maidens it. It's like oh, controls are a bit weird. Second maiden stalls it, and it's just. <coughs> In pieces of no more than like six inch square, just exploded everywhere. It's gutting. Oh, that sounds like my two meter wing on the first two launches when it went up and it went down and exploded into lots of foam. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, are you gonna um, are you gonna uh, have a maiden camera? Can we watch you go long distance and do a talk and I'm, go? Uh, I'm scared I'm now. Not, I'm running out. Of I'm near the oak tree. Yeah, I am now stuck in the oak tree. <laughs> I am now looking for a pole long enough to reach the oak tree. <laughs> I want to see Maybe a video <laughs> of you, your long-distance flights. Where are yeah, you going to go long gonna distance get, near you? I'm going to have to get out of London. I might play, pay a visit to the guys in Chingford Plains, but their field isn't even that big. So I'm in London, no secret there. There's not really anywhere around here you can go long distance. You have to go down a coast, mate, or something. Yeah. Or you can just follow the Thames. <laughs> Thames is a bit wind, windy, windy. It's covered with houses, so you've got like really bad RF profile as well. Lots of, lots of development. You, you don't really want to be doing long range over areas with tons of interference, do you? Well, I, to be honest, right? it, it wasn't built as long range. Any big lakes in London? It was it was built as basically a seven inch freestyle quad. Um, it's ended up being about nine hundred grams. I think that's with the lipo. Not bad. So it'll be quite punchy little number, and, and I just wanted to screw around. I had this idea that I could have a six S, GMB make a six S twenty two hundred, and they also make a two S twenty two hundred. So I was going to get a Y cable and try and go from six S to eight S and see how it performed, just for giggles, you know. I need to Many buy batteries this, this spring. I need to get a load. I need to spend a couple of hundred quid on some batteries. I need another uh, long-distance battery, which I'm going to go up at a few sizes. I think I've got a 6S2200, and I'm going to go... I think I'm going to... What is Martin, what, what did Martian McFly fly on his... I know that Numskull was talking about, like, 4200 or 4400. But yeah, he's got that's... a much longer plate on his. Like that will only. I checked it. It'll only take a twenty-two hundred like, standard size. Yeah, I think I'm going to try four thousand milliamp. I'm and you can do Lion packs if you're doing long range. Then. Well, I've asked my mate. He said he was going to make me some. He hasn't made any yet. But yeah, Someone's I could talk... buy a Lion pack. But I've never flown Lion at all. Someone so. was talking about one on Farren's frames that they found, which was a six S two P pack. And they'd used like 21,700 cells. So they're like 4,000 milliamp hour per cell. So it was an 8 amp hour 6S pack. Yeah. It weighed 841 grams. It's just a beast. That would be a, an interesting thing for a long ranger. If you've got like a 9 inch quad, you can put it on. I'm not even sure that the 7 inch would handle that. Um, well, the Tomahawk can take 4,000 milliamp because I think that's what Numskull was flying with. And I've seen how much I'm can you? I'm sure. How much uh, weight can you lift before it starts like handling like a ship, like well, a boat? That's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing mm. that you'd have to. Then again, if you're doing long range, then it you are sort of it's a cruise. I'm just cruising. Yeah, it's just cruising. Yeah, literally. There's a balance though, like the amount of weight you can carry before you start getting hot motors, and mm. you don't want to be flying oh, yeah. at fifty percent throttle. At some point, time, it yeah. becomes. Less efficient, and the curve goes like this. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Look, Numsko in the chat is going to try a seven thousand milliamp next week. 
which could be over the top where it's you, you don't big, get any advantage. It? Yeah. Well, some of these newer packs weight. are really lightweight. It's hard to tell what the weight's going to be these days, especially some of those GMB packs. I've been surprised by how light they are. Hmm. Uh, so that actually, so someone was posting uh, Hobby RC links that the, they actually have some pretty good value uh, lithion packs, and I, I got a two S and a three S because I don't have any giant quads. But uh, GMB have started doing two ranges. They've got like these cheapo twenty five hundred milliamp hour packs using unbranded cells, and then they've got the Sony VTC six packs, which are three thousand milliamp hour and uh the, the cheaper ones the 2500 milliamp hour ones they are super cheap like a 6s pack is 20 quid which is <laughs> nuts for lithium. even if it lasts i mean even if it lasts a year for that price because mm. i've just got my, all my overlander stuff 4s stuff is probably three years old now so god knows how many times They've been flown. Some of them are even older than that. Some of them have been raced, so I haven't raced for two, three years. So, yeah, it's learning to do ten C, they say. So you've got to like make sure you're not pulling more than twenty-five amps, or it's going to crap out. Mm. Obviously, the Sony ones are going to be a bit punchier than ten C. But I flew the three S one on a five inch with like twenty-eight hundred kV motors, like a you know, super lightweight five inch. And it was, it was happy enough. I got like 12 minutes and then got bored and just brought it in. I'm just looking at it. You really wouldn't do well on fixed wing. Yeah. What what can you do? Freestyle moves, mess around. It starts to complain a bit. So you fly around in circles for a bit. That gets boring after three or four minutes. You definitely need a large area. Exploration. Yeah. Exploration. Exploration in a low RF and noise environment, that's the key. Well, this this was my flying machine today. It finally went out. The Ooh. the very subtle, what's that? Is that just a Raspberry Pi Zero on the side? Like a weird that's looking sideways looking a lot nicer mount. than last time, Curry. It, not much changed apart from this, this new camera and lens, which has made the, um, I was having a, a problem with the, the tightness of that, that ribbon cable which was coming out. So we swapped over to a much nicer camera uh, and lens, and we actually managed to fly it today, finally. I have a video that I think I've got stuff from about one year ago to, to edit, including various failures on trying to get the uh, the stupid 10-inch quad flying um, until we got to this one. This one felt a little bit... Um, because obviously it's got about 100 milliseconds or just a little bit more of a latency. So what it feels a little bit like, rather than something that doesn't respond, it feels like something... Have you ever flown something that's a bit heavy and underpowered? And it's a bit like a sort of cruise ship. It's like Mm. you move it and it sort of does this. So you can fly it like that. If you're just cruising around, it's it's a bit like that. Otherwise, it it was okay. You know, I was flying, you know, doing some low passes and getting a little bit of distance... And uh, it, it looked pretty good in the goggles. So you just want to think um, like Canal Holiday and then you'll be in the right place. <laughs> that sort of thing. It's, I, was, I was treating it very gentle to start with. And I had, I had some weird things because I had the first two flights, I had a, quite a bit of weird digital breakup. And on the last flight, it was like the breakup's gone away, but I don't know why. I was like, am I sitting differently? Am I holding the radio differently? Different um, Much nicer. No. Burn all, <laughs> all within about 20 minutes of uh, today. But, um, right. yeah, it was nice to do anyway. But uh, that's, as I said, this is a, this is a messy build. I've, I've I, seen much I really nicer I think more in the way of wiring. I thought you'd, uh, I thought that looked tidier than when we saw it last. Uh, it's pretty much the same. It's still, it's still all the <laughs> bits on it. It's got, it's got this big back at the back. And I mean, the fact I've had to put it that way around is really stupid. As I said, like there was there was a guy that built like a three inch quad, but what he did, he selected his frame carefully, so it was long enough to put the pie in. And I also saw on Thingiverse a couple of people um, sort of thought about this, and they've got like a Pi Zero 
sort of riser, if you like, so they can put it flat on the plane and then put their normal stack on top of it, uh, thus giving themselves a much better uh, sort of build. But uh, gonna, a good start, at least. Nice to do. I put, put a video in the <laughs> chat from a guy who calls himself Mario FPV, and, and he's been doing a similar thing, except he's got a Jetson Nano. The guy's clearly got some money to burn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mario is the guy I'm talking about. Mario built a fantastic three-inch quad. Um, and he's in my video, in now. yeah, yeah, he's got the Jetson Nano in a five inch. He does a lot of stuff on um, both OpenHD and Ruby uh, HD. So uh, yeah, I, t- I spoke to Mario and said, "This is happening. What's going wrong?" He says, "You're doing, you know, do some better solder work. Don't don't use connectors." Um, so yeah, it's like watch my video. You learn something about OpenHD, and then I'll link to Mario's video. And then you'll learn how to build it properly and fly it more successfully. Well, you but say yeah, properly, I, but there's a lot of cable ties in his build. Like, there's a lot of cable ties. <laughs> there's always. I mean, have you seen the Jetson Nano? It's bloody huge, isn't it? It's that's that's a difficult thing to mount. To be fair, yeah, he's got he's got the regular frame, and then he's just popped on an extra like four centimeters of plastic standoff on the top. So he's he's just added four centimeters of plastic and then jammed the Jetson Nano in that with cable ties. It's not the most sophisticated of builds, but it seems to do okay. I did notice he'd really cranked down the resolution. Evidently he wanted to get some good kind of latency and the only way he could do it would be to... Uh... Oh, he says this is an eight inch actually. That's odd. I thought it was a five inch. But the only way he can get a good latency is to go down to like 360p and at that point might as well just run yeah, 360p. Like you might as well else. be running analog, mightn't you, though? Yes. Yeah. Or um, HD0. I think HD0 is not 720p. It's much lower than that. Because I can't but see those I'm flakes th- of grass, you know what I mean? What I'm generally thinking about OpenHD is right now it's quite a lot of hassle because you should have seen... Hmm. Um, I, haven't, I haven't got the photos with me, but I had on my... Because I'm in the middle of a floodplain field... So I've got my Poundland tarpaulin spread out. And on that, I have got these massive goggles, these Ishin Goggle 2s, because they've got a native and a laptop panel. And a server I, and managed, a UPS. I managed to do it on this um, <laughs> tablet. So the tablet's connected via USB to run Ethernet over USB to do the ground recording. And I've got HDMI from the Pi. <clears throat> and then I've got USB... Out to the like the um, the little dongle for the the Wi-Fi, and then uh, that's then plugged into um, a charger running in uh, power um, thingy mode, power supply mode with a great big five thousand milliamp hour doing mm-hmm. that. And then I've got another USB coming out of that to power the goggles with a nine volt step up. So it's not convenient, but I was thinking like I started flying. 10 years ago this year and when I was doing that my first setup I had a tripod with a piece of wood mounted to it that I'd put my VRX on and all this wire coming off to my first pair of goggles and these weird antennas and it was the fact I could get something in the air was just a celebration so it's quite difficult and fiddly at the moment but give it time and I think it's going to come good it just needs to go back from being Raspberry Pi into like let's integrate this into a single board because essentially it's just like take something um, get a digital image compress it, send it down uncompress it the other end Yeah, which which is exactly what um, DJI and, and, and the I'm surprised do, Jack isn't into this because this does sound like you're going back to the old frontier days, the wild west of FPV all over again with OpenHD. It was. I was, although it was really scary flying around, it, it wasn't scary because I thought I'm going to crash because I crash all the time. It was It was just because the field was so wet. So if it went down, it's like, well, that's going to be it for the day. <laughs> it's just going to be like sparks. And mm. I'll be lucky to get it back. Well, but I was having a bit of, you know, you get the sort of shakiness. It's like, that was exciting. The fact I flew <laughs> it around and brought it back again took me back to the, the good old days of when well, it was Well, the entire just, image freezes like, and you're like, air. oh, shit. And then half a second later, it snaps back in and you're like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I didn't get any freezing. I got basically <laughs> what was happening. 
and I, I, I'll have to talk to the OpenHD people to find out what, what I was getting. On the first couple of flights, I think I was getting about a 7% loss from something. And so what I'd get, the top the top bit would be fine. And then, you know that digital breakup where it's like the screen melts. It's all a bit yeah. weird, isn't it? It's, sort of, it's not like it's pixelating. It's just sort of a melt. So the stuff up here is melted down. But I still, I always had an image. I didn't have any freezes. But like I said, that last flight is like everything got really clear. And I was like, what am I doing differently? And I couldn't. I couldn't work it out, but on that I had like about a two or three percent loss in packets. So I need to find out what I'm doing. Maybe it's all down to those plugging connectors. You just need to solder it all up tight, like Matey Bob Could was be. saying. Could be. I mean, the um, my Wi-Fi adapter is, is is like about four inches off the floor, which can't be particularly good. You know, it's much nice to be up in the air a bit first. But are you using we'll goggles or a screen? Goggles. I've got these Eshin. Um, these old box goggles from Eshin because they've got a 1080p screen in there. Just take the Wi-Fi adapter on on your goggles. Could do. The Wild West of FPV. Tony's the one with a uh, cowboy hat, not me. Yeehaw. <laughs> I thought he was just auditioning for the YMCA that time. Yeah, I know. Is... Either or. But you're not tempted, though, just to retread the pioneer days, go back to basics with something that barely works and tied together a few zip ties just to see how it goes. Like, part part of me, like, I spent the time with Frank building um, the rat's nest, which was his first squad, where we got some of the old, um, you know, the BL Heli SEs made by um, Emacs, the 8-amp ones. With eight eight no one needs all of 8-amps. Yeah, 1806, um, 18, I think, 18 amps. And uh, the 1806 motors, and it like runs on 3S with a Nays 32. And like, it is tempting to like try and, you know, dig, dig some of that crap out and then be like, okay, let's go around, you know, like, the newcomers or like people haven't been in the hobby since our um you know me me and tony when the dinosaurs used to roam and stuff and well tony was in charge of the dinosaurs and be like yo this is this is where we came from you know enjoy Fly this yeah enjoy Fly, trying to uh, punch EPM. in a flip and yeah fly that through that gate <laughs> but like my here's a tenor if you do yeah, my my biggest challenge with it is finding. I've got I've got a naze board, and I've got. You know, like I, I could just put like I've got race star old school motors, but it's finding it's finding a Simon KESEs. I've got some. You're yeah. just allergic to eBay. I mean, I know it's not great, but. I don't, yeah, but you know, you end up like, do I really want to pay? Like, you know, God knows. All right, let's have a look on eBay right now, and then they're going to be like. I think that over. was Failsafe and I were having a, a pseudo competition about like the most expensive quad, and I think I found someone who's selling like a Nays Thirty Two for three hundred quid. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's like people, more there's than an H Seven. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it was like. You know, it was like the negotiations that broke down with that guy selling the blackout where I was just like, no one, yeah, like no one will give you like this, you know. The only people left to scumbags. In in the meantime, that is that is the amount of stuff I had to fly one one quad. If you look no there, chair, you've got... Carry no No, I had to sit on my bloody um thingy how do i move this around so it's not the amount of stuff it's the amount of kind of interconnected cables oh, I couldn't be asked yeah you've got to keep together the cables are a problem you see that the battery powers the the charger and then the power supply oh, gives five volts there. to the pi and then the usb out the charger wait wait, wait, nine wait slow down the goggles. So that box next to the battery is just doing a five volt yeah so the you Oh, you can see my thing here. So there's the battery, obviously. Yeah. This this is a charger, and that is working in power supply. So you've got this little uh, XT60 there. That is supplying 5 volts to the Pi here. 
And you flew a Tronix. And the USB lead is doing what? Powering the, the tablet? US, the USB, no, the USB is actually going to this 9-volt step-up, and that's powering the goggles. So that's through <laughs> yeah. 9 volts. We've then got USB going out to this here. This is the little Wi-Fi adapter. Oh, my and God, I didn't U- even see that. This but, USB lead here is acting as Ethernet over USB to the tablet, so it's doing the ground recording. Um, there's also HDMI coming out of the Pi going to the goggles, and then we've just got the uh, the radio there. That's just being a radio. That's just doing one job. Do you, do you think but with yeah. a bit of tape and a, a, a smaller back, you could just bung a bunch of this stuff on the goggles, and you might have some neck strain, but it would all be in one solid mass of kit? I think a lot of people have gone back to what I would call the old days. In, in the olden days, lots of people travelled around with tripods and they'd put their things on oh, yeah, and they'd have yeah. it all up. And, you know, sometimes they'd use, like loads of people used to use like 1.3 or 2.4 and then they'd have small 5.8 repeaters so they could still be wireless. But even with like a wired setup, you could you could mount all that quite nicely on a sort of tripod setup and have a much better day. And that way I could put the, um, the Wi-Fi adapter more than four inches above the ground, which would probably help. That would definitely help. Because I imagine the instant you stand in front of the Wi-Fi adapter, you're more you're kind of screwed. You just wander around and forget it's there. I, I, well, I don't do much wondering. What I noticed as well, that I haven't got that much cable, both in HDMI and power, to the goggles. So I thought, oh, what if I stand up? <clears throat> no, I can't because my head's getting dragged back down. You know, this it, you, you could pick stuff up and put stuff in different places. How many but... years until that all turns into something? Oh, like well, we've got here. Oh, yeah. bargain! I reckon bargain, that Jack. Long. What are we looking at? There's one below that's yeah, only yeah. a tenner. To be fair. Yeah, like. So, are you saying original like naze boards are worth money now? Because I've got a bunch. They're not worth money. money. It's just a bunch of chances. It's not yeah. the same thing. <laughs> like, have you checked the like the completed auctions? Simon K. I, I mean, I doubt they're even Simon K. Twenty twenty quid. I, but to be Simon like K, ten they, each. They just have to work on a certain processor, don't they? Yeah, and if they do, you say. can flash Simon K to them. You can flash yeah, it. that's what I meant. The twelve amp Simon K, like six quid each, and it's like ah. Oh. And then I don't have any eighteen oh six motors. Why not just? Does it all have to be authentic? Are we completely going? Motors. Yeah, oh, you, need it, you need it. You need it to be. Shit. You really need it <laughs> yeah. to be completely. Shit. I've got really old props. You know, we. Could yeah, I've got there. old props. I've got. I mean, I like, understand authenticity, but would it really kill you just to put some BL Heli S ESCs in there and just cheating. say? Right. You could just run them as PWM. How about that? Yeah, just run them as PWM and they'll suck. And yeah, true. Cobra Mo- masochist. You crazy masochist. <laughs> yeah. Cobra Motors 2300 KV. I mean, you're talking about a quad that's going to be better than my, my old ZMR, which is made of much worse stuff. We did talk about getting together and doing, like, the oldest we- one you've got we to fly. We should do that yeah. when, when we next meet up in the spring. Look at that! £35! I wonder if this, this would fly better or worse than the hub sand that I converted to, to run on an F3. It's what, my hub sand. brushed? My, yeah, it's brushed, it's tiny, and it's running on an F3 and hasn't quite got enough power to actually like stabilise itself, so it's got a constant like e-wobble. <laughs> Whoa. Roller coaster time. time. I get a P-wobble normally on a Friday night. But I'm standing over the bog, like, pissed. Sorry, I'm trying to make light of the... Uh, Two drums yeah, and a cymbal. <laughs> a P-wobble. Um, do you know what? If I had PWM ESCs, then I could run the multi-wee board. But they, they, any Wouldn't ESC it be more amusing PWM? to take something that's really high-tech oh. and slam it into the middle of this distorted ancient mess? No, because we're trying like, to show people this is how we started. This is what you've got to fly. Yeah, but, Can I mean, at this it? point, people have said repeatedly that it sucked. 
publicly, I, like respected authorities and quadcopters have said it's terrible nice for a number of years. I tried that. I put a beautiful F7 board in the midst of a DJI 450, which was the first iteration of trying to get the open HD. And oh my God, it was just freaking awful. First, I had the, um, the, the old DJI 30 amp PSCs, which are PWM, and that just looked like it, it was basically uh, like the poster chart for this is what happens if your P gain is is too high. It's like, uh, 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 uh. I mean, the first time it did it, it went so far that it just landed sideways like that. And <laughs> then I changed the ESCs out for slightly less bad ones that could run D Shot three hundred. And that should be good enough on a rig that big. D Shot one fifty, baby. I flew I've it got in the D-Shot garden, on a line loop. of sight. Fine. And it would hover and it would be fine. And I took it, you know, did some circles. I said, this looks fine. That is a different beast from being in FPV. As soon as I FPV'd it, it was like, it was so bad. It was all over the shop. I didn't land it once. I had to use iNav return to home to land it for me because I could not, I could not fly it. It was just so bad, which is, which is how we got to like, screw iNav. I'm just going to put it on a beta flight quad and see what happens. I think this is what Jack wants, right? Jack wants that it's so bad I can't land it experience. Because back in the day, it was just, that yeah. sounds like what he's trying well, to aim we for, We right? all used to come in and just switch off. We used to literally yeah. just turn it off and it used to go... Two foot Easy. above the ground. What you want... Ah, no, one, no one ever I mean, landed. Everyone what you want is a copy of a 450 frame. Some old crappy 900 to 1,000 kV motors that can run 9-inch or 10-inch props. Yeah. And then as long as you're running ESCs no, on mini. PWM, you will have the worst time of your life. Yeah. If that you like, be a vibra- vibration I can monster. find you a really old FPV camera, which will look completely black if there's so much <laughs> as a sunshine anywhere in the world. <laughs> and it. has the added advantage one of having like, the lens. A 3.2 millimeter lens, so you can see through a what? tiny tunnel. <laughs> microscope. <laughs> yeah, mm. let's have that. I know. Mm. It is tempting, but I want to go mini quad sort of size, not 450. Boo. 280, That's you mean? Too modern. The standard 280 millimeter frame. Nobody started on mini quads. We all had 450s. <laughs> six inch. Everyone's flying six inch. Actually, Jack. They love if it. If you want to really. Sh- the experience why don't you get that gimbal that you had on that quad which <laughs> never works and make that <laughs> try and fly that yeah, exactly. uh, the one axis gimbal what horizon stabilization no 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 confusion hmm? in the forwards, in the pitch axis it was, like, it was lovely no and pitches. then it would just uh, uh, i still got that like if anyone wants it i will send it to them anywhere in the world <laughs> i have that like, Almost going, and then you do one thing to it, and then it just like freaks out, and that's it. That's like yeah. game over. Storm Thirty Two gimbal piece of <laughs> that never worked. I've got it. If you want it, email Bright until I fly at Gmail. Um, on on that note, uh, <laughs> KK Two boards. I want a KK Two Mini. I want to try and if someone's You're got so a normal fussy. KK, I will float the uh, chip. With. The most cost-effective flight controller I could buy was an H743, a Maytech H743. It, it, it would actually be cheaper than you trying to buy this stuff. That's the hilarious thing. Yeah, I've I know. got a KK2 over there in my tricopter still, and it flies yeah. like a piece of shit. Well, you're bringing that <laughs> on the day, then. I've, I've, still got, I've still got a tricopter. We can do it. My tricopter is now over 10 years old. Oh, my God. Right, on, on that note, you've been listening to Let's Drone Out, or Let's Moan Out. You've been joined by KK2 Curry Kitten. Goodbye. Uh, Multi Wee Steven. Bye. Naze 32 Tony. For sure. And I've you been... Can, you can be Ardu Pilot Jack. Yeah, Ardu Pilot. Ar, no, Open, Open Pilot. Pilot. No, it's Open, Open Pilot, Pilot Jack. Pilot, which is absolutely <laughs> perfect. Open Toilet <laughs> Jack. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, massive shout out to all the Patreons. There you all are. Thank you. Hopefully, we will have Bot Grinder next week. 
Awesome. I remember almost building an open pilot rig and then I looked at how big they are and I was like, nah, I'm going to kill someone if I build that. Like (laughs) individually timing the ESEs. Oh my word. Open pilot was so difficult to get hold of when it first came out, you just couldn't do it. Really? It just didn't exist. It's like they just sold out instantly, but it was like it was so far ahead of everything else because it's like I had a complete. It was the dream. The dream. I've, I've actually, actually, I think I've got an original open pilot board sitting up I there used somewhere to have in my collection. Some. Well, there you are, man. If you want to aim at anything, that was the dream that sold everyone. Well, a bunch. Yeah. It sold a bunch of nerds who knew what they were looking at on FPV. You could it, see. What, I, I remember you couldn't flash it to the last um, beat a flight or clean flight because the bootloader took up too much room. Why would you when you had open pilot? Oh, no. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Telemetry lost.